Welcome to Cryptids of the Corn. Each week, Justin and Jay take a look at a topic in the crypto and paranormal world. They focus on the Midwest and Appalachia of the U.S., but sometimes they venture out. With everything from well-known monster sightings to one-off cryptids, live person interviews to actual fieldwork sneaking in some science lessons, there's sure to be something you'll enjoy. Please join us this episode of Cryptids of the Corn. And we're back. I'm the mysterious Justin. I'm Jay. I'm the tired Emily. And together we are Cryptids of the Corn. Uh, this week we're going to be guiding you through the... the uh, Spooky, terrifying cord fields of Kentucky. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. So, first and foremost, this episode has a graphic warning. Uh, we're going to be talking about scenes of incredible violence that are attributed to a certain creature. Uh, but this has been one that's been requested a lot. So, we do want to do this story, but I just have given that warning. And I'll give the warning again before we get to the one in story in particular that is pretty bad. I mean, it's, it's disgusting is what it is. It disgusting? Really, you know what it is. You know what it is. It's not, it's not, it is a bad thing. Don't laugh at that. You're going to seem like a psychopath. Um, this cryptid is the cryptid that scares me the most. What are you looking at? I don't know. You just don't sound as loud as normal. Oh, I can turn it up. Yeah, turn yourself up. There we go. Much better. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. This is the cryptid that scares me the most. This is one I never want to see. This is one that is a big part of the Midwest, uh, northern culture. And depending on how you want to split it up, out west, too, if you want to count certain other cryptids by a different name as the same thing, which I think you, there's a case for that. But today we're going to be talking about the beast of the land between the lakes. Ooh. Or it's formerly known as the beast of the land between the rivers. Okay. And we'll get into that. It's changed over the time. What, rivers and lakes? They're, yeah, it's a dammed up section of lakes. Oh, or rivers. Or rivers, and they form lakes out of them. Gotcha. Um, but we do have a new giveaway starting May 31st, right? Yep. And so get on Facebook to figure that out. Uh, it's a... A like a wooden poster made by you big apes of our cribs of the corn. We'll sign it and everything. It's amazing. So go on Facebook to figure that out. Congratulations, Daphne, to winning the last giveaway. Mm -hmm. uh, this episode will be coming out on a mm -hmm. tomorrow Win maybe. Wednesday. Wednesday. It yes. will be a Wednesday. Yes. Which Wednesday is a different story. All right. So I'm gonna give you a little blurb first. Uh. The Tennessee and the Cumberland Rivers flow very close to each other in the northwest corner of the middle of Tennessee in western Kentucky, separated by a narrow and mostly low ridge. The area of the land is uh, that separates the two bodies of water has been known as between the rivers since the 1830s to the 1840s. After the Cumberland River was impounded in the, or in the 1960s and a channel was con or constructed between the two man-made lakes, Land between the lakes became the largest inland peninsula in the United States. Downstream of this area, of course, is one or er, is the two rivers. The mouth of the Cumberland empties into the Ohio, 
approximately four miles from the that of the Tennessee. That would be the Tennessee River, not the not Tennessee, Tennessee the state. state. Yeah. Yes. So I just wanted to give the description of the area. So basically, it was the two rivers that were running parallel. They made two lakes out of them, and so it became a peninsula in the middle. Okay, where is this again? This is Kentucky. Okay, this is in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, yeah, it's that, you know, it's that part of Kentucky that's kind of close to Tennessee and everything. Well, I don't think there's any part of Kentucky that's not close to Tennessee. Yeah, it's pretty much all touching it. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that? I don't know. That was a loud ding. Facebook. Aha. Uh-huh. Mute. Mm-hmm. I just muted it. Professionals. Um, <laughs> so this is a classic kind of dog man creature. Okay. Uh, or whatever you want to call it. I know some people don't enjoy that term. Uh, but upright canid. Okay, bipedal, upright. Bipedal canid. And they're not always seen upright either. They can. I think uh, There's a lot of reports of them being on all fours and then standing up and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a gorilla. Okay. Where they're, you know, they could mostly be, but they're still kind of... Walk on their hands, but they still usually are yeah. upright enough. Mm-hmm. You can see their chest. But yeah, so... Basically, you know, that it's the generic half-wolf, half-man kind of description. Two legs, five fingers on each hand, vicious claws. Uh, the creature is said to stand over seven feet tall with massive crushing jaws and glowing eyes. Ooh. Yep, and I got to give um, credit for this week's research goes to... Uh, oh, gosh, I have it written down somewhere. <laughs> nope, that's the... Uh, that must be the other one. That's the other one. Never mind. Cryptid Wiki. Okay, okay, okay. Already getting similar descriptions of the uh, Ohio Defiance Dog Man. And Beast of Bray Road. And, yep. But this is a very, really standalone dog man or crank, upright canid. Okay. <laughs> for reasons we'll get into later. All and this right. story does have, like we warned in the beginning, a lot of dark turns for some of these stories. So like, like uh, I don't remember, did... Did the Beast of Bray Road actually ever, never hurt anybody, as far as we know? Tried a couple times. Or yeah. acted like it was going to. It was watching the people from the side of the road. Mm-hmm. Um, it was digging into that mound. But never. Into a person's chest, I don't think. I don't think, I don't think it ever, like, yeah. Um, so there are several, several starting legends attached to this creature. Uh, so there's a couple different origin stories. But the first one will be with the Native Americans. In this, uh, say this creature has the ability to shapeshift, and that's pretty much like a like a basic skinwalker kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, another legend speaks of a man who left Europe in the eighteen uh, hundreds to settle between uh, the land between the rivers. I'm gonna get tired of saying that because it's it's so weird because it's the name of something, but it's a sentence. Land between the rivers. Yeah. Just call it the yeah. LBR. Land, yeah, LBR. You want to shorten it? Okay, LBR. LBR equals land between the rivers. Lakes, rivers, whatever. <laughs> uh, the man supposedly possessed a disease that turned or that turned him mad after midnight. It's like mad cow disease. Well, lycanthropy is an actual disease now. It wouldn't. Didn't that start from? Did we talk about that where lycanthropy started? Like, wasn't it a Zeus thing where someone tried to trick? Yeah, we Zeus? talked about that. Okay, but. Actual, the actual disease that has earned the name lycanthropy was around way before that. Well, not before that, but before we Europeans probably knew about that. Yeah. But it was, it's, there's a disease that actually, it's a mental illness that causes you to act like an animal. Uh, 
so they named it after being a werewolf, basically. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't actually talk, turn you into a, a werewolf, but it makes you act wild. So they're accusing this man of having this type of disease. Okay. Um, where was it? The disease was believed to be a genetic and was passed from parent to child over the years. Uh, so his whole family was out there. They remained in seclusion, never going to school. They never had a desire to socialize with others until one day uh, they completely went silent. So they would have to go into town to get supplies and stuff like that. So basically this family was accused of being these monsters. Right. But they avoided everybody. And why Why wouldn't? Why would you not if avoid everyone, everybody? If everyone's calling you a monster, right. Especially if you did have actually some kind of mental illness in the 1800s. Yeah. You know, we were burning people for that. <laughs> right, yeah. I, She's a witch. Basically. Yeah, because she has seizures. <laughs> she turned me into a newt. Yeah, I got right. better. I got better. I that, got better. That's a good one. Monty Python, Search for the Holy Grail. Yep. Classic. Dad could quote the whole movie from <laughs> front to back. So, like I said, many people believe this family had actually died off. Uh, an investigation in the early 1900s revealed their homestead vacant and abandoned. Mm. So this family was in the area for about 100-ish years. Mm -hmm. um, and they were coming into town. I The one report I read is like two times a year. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, they really just came in to trade furs and stuff like that for supplies didn't talk to nobody. They didn't have to. Right, I they, wouldn't either. They didn't stay in town. But for everybody at home, that was not uncommon for people living in the mountains and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Only come to town a couple times a year. Mm -hmm. uh, and then just get what they need and go back. There was a lot of people like that, even up until like the U.S.'s 60s. Right, yeah. There's I'm, still a few. They still exist today, but, but they're... But it's not in any number like they were. No, like that was, right. That was a lifestyle choice mm -hmm. for a long time. Off the grid people. Well, well it's a little different now. Yeah. This was just kind of people that just got sick of society and were like, well, I can survive by myself. I do need some things every once in a while. Mm -hmm. So I'll trap. And every once in a while, I will go into town and I will trade. But a lot of those guys did stay in town. There's, the big difference between them and these guys is when they would go into town, they'd stay for like a week or two. Because think they would have been trapping furs and tanning stuff. Right, yeah. So it was not a small amount of money a lot of these guys would be getting when they came into town. You know, it was chunk. You know, it was a good chunk of money. So they'd hang out for a week, you know, enjoy, you know, different kind of food and stuff like that. Saloon life. And, you know, company. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was a big one. And then they'd go back into their mountain. Um, the wink, wink company. Mm. <laughs> but yes, it's a different world now. Oh, I know, unfortunately. But any any thoughts on these two legends so far? I know the Native American one really didn't have much. No, uh, I'm, it's but, almost like laying groundwork. Yeah, and that could just be a, a white man thing that you know we put everything on the Native Americans every time, especially every, here. Yeah, uh, but so that is like there's just not much on there. You know, it's, it's the same thing with like we talked about the Wampus Cat. Yeah, right. Yep. Uh, yep. Some kind of shaman or something that abused power, and this is the punishment. Shapeshifters. Mm -hmm. um, but I do have another legend, I think, here in a minute about Native Americans with it. Yeah. So, yeah, any more comments about this before we move on? Mm -mm. No, let's just keep, go keep going into it. Let's see what this... Uh... Okay, so here's another early account from a French explorer and trader in the region. Uh, or French explorers and traders in the region uh, speak about being warned of a shadowy presence of the Loop Guru. Loop Guru? Not the Rougarou. Right. The Loop Lugru. L L Loop Lugru. Uh, guru. 
Okay. So it's the same thing as Rougarou. Yeah. But the first word's different. Okay. It's a loop instead of a roo. Yeah, it still means kind of werewolf. Okay. Isn't the Rougarou like a cat thing? Werewolf. It is? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. That's a new ride at Cedar Point, too. It's called but, the Rougarou. Yeah, so keep in mind, that's also Louisiana, French. Aha. It's all French. Cajun stuff. Yeah. It's a, it's just what it is, you know. It just means basically werewolf, dog, man, that kind of deal. Okay. Monster. Monster that will eat you. Oh. <laughs> not, Straight translation. Not the peaceful monsters. Yes. Um, but yeah, so they get warned by this by shiny fur traders. Uh, later legends claim that the monster is a spirit of a shape-shifting uh, shaman, or shawnee shaman. Man, that's a mouthful. <laughs> shape-shifting shawnee shaman. shaman. Yeah. Uh, I might have that on a T. That might be my new uh, band uh, album. Mm -hmm. So this sh this shaman was killed while he was in his wolf form. Oh. Uh, and the inhabitants of the village uh, accused him of abusing his powers, and that's why they killed him in his wolf form. Uh, his spirit is said to still walk the woods in search of revenge. In the wolf form. Yes. Wow. So that's how, according to the, the Shawnee tribe, that the loop guru came to be. Okay. Which is also, you know, the same area, the same beast. This could be the first story we've heard where, like, a shapeshifter or whatever native gets killed in his form. Like, gets hunted yeah. and killed in his actual... And actually, I think that's how... Well, it depends. It's weird, because you look at African cultures and some Native American cultures. Some say you got to kill them, a shapeshifter specifically, you got to kill them in their human form, or you got to kill them in their animal form, one way or the other, or... They're both, you know, it's weird. Like, the animal yeah. form's impervious, but the human right. is still just a guy. Right, exactly, yeah. So if you catch him, you can bash him in with a rock. So right. So this one, is it like that one we talked about where you have to kill it a certain way? The wampus cat. Uh, no, I, they just shot him a lot with arrows. <laughs> uh, he died a lot. Well, I didn't know if it was like the wampus cat where right. you had to have the... Something rust. The moss, it, it's that mossy fungi. And yeah, like a root or something. Of yeah. Saw rust or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like well, a mushroom. and it was a hand saw to kill the males, and then for the females, it was the fungus. Yeah, the mush. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we were joking, you might as well just cover the saw in the fungus and then kill them all yeah. with it. That's why you don't get a, you know, a gender ID them. Right. Because uh, you don't got much time. <laughs> Just call a wife and poof fish. It's it's a just carry a wife and poof fish in the bucket and you'll I, be good. I thought it'd be a non-binary sword at that point. There you go. <laughs> All right, is you ready to move on? I think so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> accounts of this creature from the early days of America expansion into Kentucky tell of hunters disappearing in the woods and of strange, unnatural howls that echoed through the the forest at night. At this time, bison still roamed the wilds in Kentucky, and the hunters who sometimes encountered completely destroyed carcasses of these massive animals laying half eaten in deep grass their throats ripped open by massive claws even now with these efforts to restore the bison in kentucky the rangers and herd managers occasionally find calves missing after one of the young ones goes missing the herd is reputedly spooked for days uh sticking together in close formation these animals used to protect themselves from predators hmm. so well a bison is Probably of the living animals on the North American continent, the second hardest to kill, and probably like the second biggest, right? It's got to be up there. Of the natural animals, it's probably the heaviest. 
Yeah, natural. Yeah. It's up there with polar bears. So you oh, yeah. think of polar yeah. bears on the North American continent too. Got, kind of forgot about that. Uh, they're the they're uh, the hardest to kill. Of the Great Plains, the bison are the biggest yeah. by far. They got to be moose are up there too in weight, but I don't think they quite touch bison, a big bull bison in weight. And I don't think they'd be ripping their throats out either. You got you know how thick a bison. So that's directly adaptations to prevent that. Oh, their giant <laughs> yeah. neck, I guess. Yeah. Because they were here during the time of Smilodons and stuff like that, which were specialized in killing large mammals by, you know, separating the windpipe. Hmm. So these, a lot of these Ice Age mammals got these giant necks to make it harder. Yeah. Now you can't get through it. You can't find my windpipe. Right, yeah. So you're just biting fur and, you know, meat. What was that animal you said that would do that? That would rip their throats open? Smilodons, saber-toothed cats. Hmm, okay. Uh, Let's the fancy names. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Saber-toothed cats are a group, not an animal. Okay. Smilodon is the animal. Gotcha. Okay. I'm wondering if uh, anything like that was still lingering at uh, this time. It could be. So I think Smilodons might have hang, or I don't think Smilodons hung on longer than we thought because mm-hmm. they were very, very specialized, and yeah. we have a lot of evidence of when they went out the door. Yeah. A lot of other mammals, though, didn't, like the Northman Cave Lion and stuff like that. Okay. They weren't as specialized. Uh, they were... Ooh. Bigger than African lions. And this is in Kentucky, you said. Mm-hmm. There's a giant mammoth cave there some, yeah. that perhaps something could have survived in. And right now, uh, one thing I did want to bring up during this little part, the park there is one of the best elk populations in all of Kentucky. Hmm. So there's plenty of food for something large like this. Yeah. Now that the bison are just now coming back. Uh but yeah, I guess my big thing is just I want to really emphasize that bison do not go down easily. Right, right, right. I've seen videos of wolves running down one bison for like 10 miles. Wow. Just to get it to stop running. Yeah. And then turn to fight. Jeez. Uh, they, especially a big bison. They're massive. I mean, there's cows and there's bulls. Yeah. And it's easier to take down a cow than a bull. The calf thing that they bring up, I'm not too worried about. Mm-hmm. I mean... Think about cow, but more wild. Bison get bigger than cows. Yeah. But a calf can die from anything. I mean, a sneaky coyote can get in and get a calf. Right, right, right. It's a calf, you know. I think I'm definitely more interested in being being spooked for like a week or Uh, so. I'm not. Herd animals don't take much. That's how they survive. If it was like a coyote that stole their calf, they probably wouldn't be that spooked. I think they would be. They they would be spooked? Yes. Hmm. Because it's something killed one of them. Their brains are not... People do this a lot. They put human thought patterns into herbivores, and it's okay. not there. Yeah, it's not the same. It's just one died. Mm-hmm. Must protect. And that's what, pretty much how it works. Very simple-minded. Mm-hmm. That's They're herbivores. Yeah. Their brains are completely wired differently than carnivores. Uh, that's why you don't see many herbivores besides, like, horses that are highly trainable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just... Just because that they don't have that ability, they don't uh, problem solving and stuff like that. Or you know, canids and other carnivores are more thinking about now how to get their next meal. Right, right, right. Um, right. But uh, to kill a full size bison is nothing easy. Everything that used to eat them is extinct. That uncommonly used to eat them. Besides wolves, I don't think I've ever heard of a mountain lion actually taking on a bison. Right. I don't think they could. A Probably big bison. Not. I mean, a calf, not. like I said earlier, a calf's a different. Maybe a pack of mountain lions could get one. 
That would be interesting. <laughs> a pride of mountain lions. Yeah, there we go. That's what I meant. Is that what they're called? No. Well, lions are prides, right? Yeah, the mountain lions. The only time you ever see two mountain lions together is like a mom and a cub. Not so many prides going on in there. Mm-hmm. Not what, many. What's the... Is a group of them called the pride? Yeah. Or is that just lions? That, I think that's all cats. Is pride? Yeah. I think there's only one species of cat that does that, though. I know rhinos are the crash. A crash? Mm-hmm. Crash is a group squid of rhinos. Is, squid is squad. A squad? Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's there was a, a petition to change it in, like, 2009, the squad. And it worked? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. What was it before? Squid squad. A uh, school. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're different. Mm-hmm. It's not a fish. Right. It's All right. Ta- tangent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I just, I emphasize this, that they were losing a lot of buffalo. Okay. these things. Okay. And a half-dead buffalo is a scary thing to walk up on. Oh, yeah. Because there's no grizzly bears. No. That is another predator, though, that I think could handle a, a cow buffalo. Is a grizzly? A, a, a full-size grizzly could handle a, a cow buffalo. Not a bull. I don't think it could handle a bull because we're talking. What? Why don't you look up for me how big a a, a big male bison is? I'm gonna guesstimate and say it's gonna be about like four thousand pounds. I was gonna say thirty-eight hundred. Ooh, ooh. Let's see who wins this. Because Price is Right rules. So is a water buffalo? No, bison. Put American that's bison. I, that's what I put. But for a water buffalo, are those the same as a regular one? No. Mm-mm. That's a cow. Um, I've, but I've heard water buffalo milk is really, really good. Grandpa almost died from a water buffalo. Really? Vietnam. Oh, wow. His Jeep the average it. weight is up to 2,000 pounds, and they stand about six foot tall, while females weigh up to 1,000 pounds and a height of four to five feet. Hmm. And then calves weigh 30 to 70 pounds at birth. What's the world record American bison? I just want to know what the the biggest of the big was. 3,801 pounds. Oh, What? But you got it by a penny. That's Price is Right rules down to a T. Woo! Eight, 3,801 was the thing. You guessed 3,800. I think what? I looked that up about eight years ago. Oh, my gosh. That's craziness. I was off by a pound, but I still won. Yeah, you won. <laughs> gosh, I had to guess it just right on. Mm-hmm. If I would have guessed second, I would have got it. I would have guessed 3,801. Oh, I would have known you cheated. Yeah. All right, so that's kind of our old sightings with this creature. Okay. Anything before we kind of move on to these uh, modern ones? So we we got some native legends, basically. Yeah, so... Werewolf type. At least from the thing. early 1800s, as far as we have documented, mm-hmm. uh, and probably before that, you know, with Native American legends. It's right. just when white people start getting into the area to colonize... Did it get do- that, documented? Yes. Into as far as our culture goes. Our zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. Is that right? That is that right? Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, zeitgeist is just a word being like collective group of just the culture. It just yeah. it means culture. Basically, yeah. It's in your, yeah. The collective culture. All right. So we're going to move on to some modern sightings. All right. This is where it gets fun, right? Yeah. So once again, graphic warning. Uh, the last case we're going to talk about in this set of modern sightings is not fun. I'll try not to laugh. Yeah. It's, uh, to me, it's just horrible, disgusting. It's it, Shouldn't I say my joke before then? You have a joke about <laughs> not about that about a dead the, baby. No, about bison. Oh, oh then go probably, ahead. Yeah, yes, probably that now. would be the time. <laughs> okay, it's about to get dark. So, what did the dad bison? I know this joke. Say to his son, as he was leaving for college. Do you know Jay? 
Um, I know it. I don't know it. Bison. Oh, gosh. I should have guessed that right away. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Oh. Wait, wait. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Moving on to modern sightings. So, uh, 1973 is what we're jumping up to. Okay, that's okay. 50 big years jump. ago, big jump from the early 1900s to now, or to 73. Um, there have been several reports of close encounters with these uh, creatures in the modern times. One of the most frightening of these is a group of Murray State University students who were camping in the land between the lakes in 1973. A group of young men were enjoying the woods on a warm spring weekend, sitting around a fire built by their uh, VW microbus, and it really dates it. Yeah. And generally having a uh, fun time. As the evening began drawing in, one of the students went off in the woods to answer the call of nature. When he returned to the campsite, he told his friends that he felt like something was watching them, and he had heard something sniffing around in the woods just outside of where he could see. Hmm. Uh, his friends said that he just heard uh, wild hogs or some other animal in the area. Uh, the student said he'd never heard anything like it before, and it grew increasingly nervous as darkness gathered around them. Oh, spooky. Mm-hmm. As the night grew dark, the group started to hear sniffing and shuffling sounds of something large moving uh, in the fallen leaves just past the campsite. It seemed it was circling their campsite. So, you know, going around these big, like, definitely circling them. And it was moving incredibly swift. It was almost like it was here, and then it was there, and then it was there. Or there may have been multiple creatures. Oh, yeah. Um, the boys obviously became super anxious. Who wouldn't? Right. Uh, Naturally. They, yeah, they shined their flashlight into the woods in the direction of the footsteps uh, multiple times and never saw anything. And then the howling began. Hmm. It was wild, intense, crazy howling, like a wolf, only louder than any wolf could ever be. It was unnatural, blood-curdling, that made the house sound like a mocking laugh. Yeah, that's creepy. And I have a note about that later, so hold on to that. The mocking laugh. Mm-hmm. It seems to come from everywhere. Uh, first one side of them circling the light around to see, you know, and then it was the other side. So once again, it was just hopping all around the campsite, hearing the howls, and it's kind of these laughs at them. Uh, soon the terrified campers began to catch glimpses of a pair of glowing red eyes as they ran past the dark. So they were literally looking into the woods, seeing red glowing eyes, staring at them as they were running. So that's freaky to me. As the campers were cre- running? No, the, the campers were sitting by the fire. Okay, and these, these creatures were, were Yeah, and they're starting to see these red glowing eyes. I would have gotten back on the car. Yeah. Unless we're getting there. Uh, the terrified boys retreated into the Volkswagen bus. Oh. Uh, <laughs> they wisely decided not to stick around to get a better view, tearing down. Uh, oh gosh, yeah, tearing down the road. They soon saw they were being pursued, and that the massive shadowy figures were racing behind them, barely visible in their bus's taillights. The bus slowed to take a corner. They felt a massive jolt as something had rammed into them. Hmm. Uh, Giving everything it got, they broke free and tore like out of the forest. They didn't stop until they were back at Murray State campus. Back on campus, they found deep gashes, claw marks, and torn metal uh, from the engine compartment all the way to the back of the bus. Wow! So the whole time they're leaving, something's grabbing at their bus. They yeah. just they're swiping at yeah. it, and it's it's interesting they could hear like the sniffing out around them too. Mm-hmm. Like they so there's I only chose these two stories because these are the best examples, but this. 
area is famous for people getting ran out. Okay. Of uh, just just not feeling right and getting ran out. It it's, and, it did sound like too there was multiple. There's definitely multiple of them. Yeah, especially just, in this count. I think the kids purposely didn't look at the creatures. Yeah. And I've heard of that with a couple other different monster stories and stuff like that, where there's something in your brain deep down that you don't don't look at it. Do not look at it because they just seen glimpses. Of, I think they were, their brain or purposely or subconsciously they were like, don't look at it. Well, yeah. I mean, what else are you gonna do when you're that? I would be frightened or pretty scared. Scared wouldn't describe and you, the feeling right. I'd be having. You got like nowhere to hide if you're mm-hmm. outside, unless except the van. The best way you can hide is pretend it doesn't exist. I mean, that's I, that's a human brain thing. Yeah. Just you know, get rid of the the danger. Bury your head in the sand. What do you think about that, Emmy? That's what I would do. I mean, what do you think about the whole encounter? Mm, I mean, it's scary, obviously. Other than that. Good commentary. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really <laughs> tired. I'm sorry. Anything else, Jay, for this, um, that first story? Like I said, it was interesting that he, they could hear the sniffing, and they're like, oh, it could be pigs. I think you would know the difference between uh, a dog well, a werewolf or a pig. I thought it was that he could hear the pigs nearby. No, the one guy told the other student that heard the sniffing that it was probably pigs. Probably pigs. Oh, okay. Which I, I heard. So I'll, I'll say this. There is on, I think it was Sasquatch Chronicles recently, a guy that had a recording of what he said was a Bigfoot. And the first thing, and that's what he said everybody says. The first thing I was like, oh, that's pigs snorting. Mm-hmm. Then he played it again and again. I'm like, well, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. The more you listen to it, the more you're like, that's not pigs. Yeah. But, so there are sounds that can be very... Similar. At first, until you really start listening to them. Yeah. Like oh, the yeah. howls that were laugh-like. Yeah, the howls. So that, that I have comments about that. A second thing, I would have been, I would have been gone right then and there. Once I heard a howl, well, in the like band the gone. Way that Bigfoot does his little chitters, mm-hmm. chatters. Yeah. Like the laughing, that would be a whole nother level. Demonic. I mean... Or well, there's. Mucking. I have, I have notes about it. Do you want me to wait till after the next story? Just do or it now. Tell you now. Just do it well, now. Does the next story have any of the laughing in it? No. Well, let's just let's see what your laughing is. Let's... Hyenas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it sounds. They're describing hyenas. It hmm. really sounds like a pack of hyenas. People don't give hyenas the respect they deserve because they see them getting kind of bullied by the lions. But you don't realize that lion is 500 pounds and that hyena is 200. I also don't think it helped with the Lion King. Yeah, yeah. You have this false perception of hyenas. Are there hyenas in Kentucky, though? So, several hyenas or hyena-like animals have been spotted across the U.S. forever Hmm. popping up. Uh, I think a lot of it is people get them as babies and it eats their hand and then they just get rid of it. Huh. I was thinking, was it like a coyote hybrid or something? No, they're not. They're not related almost at all. Like, oh, really? They're very distant. Can they still? No. Hmm. As far as I know, they cannot hybridize with any canid from the U.S. or anywhere else. Because they are canid. Canid. I'd have to look. I don't think they are canine. I think they're a different group. Hmm. Interesting. Like I think they're an old, old, old group, like hyenodonts and stuff like that. Ah, okay. But there were cold weather hyenas. Uh, Europe had its own hyena species all the way up into England. Oh, cool. Okay. So they could have been something here, too. So, yeah. And so it really it really gives off some kind of hyena vibes. Mm-hmm. And some dogmen or these creatures are described as hyenas with me having the big hunched backs and stuff like that. And what if uh, 
It is a shape shifter that got stuck in a shape shifting thing. I picked a hyena. And that picked would a be... hyena type thing to hide. Hyenas like. are big, nasty animals. Right. I'm more scared of a hyena than a wolf. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. The bite pressure, a hyena will bite through your arm. Yeah. Wolf can't do that. Okay. Wolf can crack bones, but it takes a lot of work. Yeah. Hyenas will just do it in one bite. So they got strong jaws. Um, and their digestive system is incredible. Don't they have, like, stuff to dissolve, like, everything? Everything. Yeah. They. I mean, they just eat the whole pieces Bone of and everything. They yeah. don't care what's in it. Hmm. That's why they're always laughing. Yeah, that would be terrifying. Yeah, it would be pretty scary. So I could see that hyenas, like a hyena laugh or a cackle. Yeah, but they. I don't think they could maniacal. scratch metal. That's where it, That's where you get into the supernatural. Yeah, and that's why I just wanted to bring up the, the laughing... The, the the horrible laughing reminds me so much of hyenas. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard like actual hyenas laugh? I don't think so. Other than like I the wish Lion I would have had it pulled up for this. It is terrifying. Does it sound like the Lion King? Not really. Like what's that one uh, that laughs all the time? The Ed. Ed, yeah. Does it sound like Ed? Kinda, not really. Uh, you know, <laughs> the real one is like if you heard that at night, you're gonna die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it. I mean, that's a lot of Native Africans talk about that. Like. Is it similar to like when you hear a pack of coyotes outside and they're just going nuts? No. Okay. It's. Do you want me to play their like laugh or whatever? Uh, we, if you want to, you can try. Yeah, we can try. See if it works. See if it turns up well on the phone. Looks like they're yip. Oh, that's the hyena yip. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for their. It is a unique... That wasn't the laugh. Laugh, yeah, but it's a unique a little really, howl almost. It sounds like a clown. Mm-hmm. What, they're laughing? Mm-hmm. Ugh. It, really, it sounds like a person doing it. I don't know if I'd like that. No, that's what I'm saying. It sounds it, it sounds freaky. Yeah. Like you're going to die. Yeah. Like a clown. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe nobody shot that one that was out when the crazy clowns were all running around. Yeah. I can't believe nobody shot the one out on the county line. There was one out here, too? Yeah. Uh, Luke had it on a trail camera for a bit. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was a girl and a hyena laughing. Right, yeah. Now, that is skin heat, bone, everything they just... So, that's what they're... Yeah. they're... Um, these guys are built... Yeah, ma- imagine that outside your campfire window. They can get a lot louder yeah. and a lot more guttural, too. Ooh. Depending on, like... It's, like... It's not a friendly thing, either. It's, like, people... It's a hunting sound. It's like... I could hear that, see that being clownish, too. Mm-hmm. That would be scary. I remember, because for Girl Scouts, we did, like, a camp out at the zoo mm-hmm. in the mammal uh, building, and it was right down, like, the way from the cats, mm-hmm. and you just hear the cats going all night long. The hyenas were going... Oh, yeah. And, I can see none of them shutting up all night. Yeah, the wolves kept going all night long but we I was were literally like the aquarium. a couple buildings right next door oh yeah oh so yeah so we were like <laughs> and people hyenas are a, a really efficient hunters yeah uh and they kill lions right yeah people don't get that that well i've seen the lion king well yeah but they really most of the time it seems like the, the hyenas will follow one lion oh gotcha but every time there's a lion alone hyenas will run in and just murder it really yeah because there's always 50 hyenas. Yeah, yeah. They're always in a big pack. And they go for the stomach and other soft areas. Necks and... Other areas. But I so hyenas did it to all animals. And hind leg tendons. Mm-hmm. They were just big, 
nasty creatures. But yeah, so the laughing is just one thing that just reminded me of hyenas. I could see that. But it's a good comparison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if. All right. Now this is the bad one. The bad one. He even has it labeled on his Trigger paper. Trigger warning. The bad one. This is horrible. This is what really scares me about the dog man is this scene. And this is, I have a short version. I'll kind of explain it after I read my little note here of the whole story. But, okay. So, another widely circulated story tells of the discovery of a bloody scene inside of a motorhome of a family camping in the area in the 1980s. The police are said to have found a horrifyingly mutilated bodies of the uh, visiting family laying in the blood-soaked motorhome in the half-eaten body of the family's youngest daughter lodged in a nearby tree. Good lord. The incident was supposedly covered up by the authorities so as not to damage the tourist industry in the already fra- economically fragile area. Hmm. This area has been trying to bounce back for a long time. Well, yeah, let's uh, let's just make sure the economy's good before. I, that's what we talked about with Bigfoot and stuff like yeah. that. I really think that's just like why they cover these things up. Evidence for the encounter with the beast between the lakes continues to this day. Experienced hunters shy away from the area, uh, but those sportsmen who are man enough to the area or new enough, either one, uh, scoff at the legend, often coming home with tales of feeling as if they were being watched or stalked in the woods, even stories of being walked out of the woods. Mm. Uh, Deep holes that are nest-like are often found dug in the woods with tufts of long, coarse, textured gray-brown fur found in them. Rangers in the park are routinely asked if uh, what the strange howling was that campers hear almost on a nightly basis. Hmm. So it's still every every like there's a big park in this and stuff like that. Yeah. But there's parts of the park you can go and camp by yourself. Mm-hmm. So for the poor poor family that did pass, uh, there are paper articles about it, and then it did get it seems to be a cover up. Like, like okay, it got shushed fast. Yeah, and. I don't know if there's anything nefarious with the cover-up, or if it was just, you know... Like the police chief's son or something did it? Well, I, I think it may have been, just as they said, for the tourist industry. Okay. Because uh, it is an area that has been struggling hard to come back. Uh, like, we talked about Bookdoll and stuff down in Hawking and stuff, how it just... Mm-hmm. Just since the 40s, it just just been struggling financially they're just people can't get out because there's no money coming in right yeah so nobody can leave everyone just kind of stuck there mm-hmm. kind of reminds me though of this there's a movie i watch i wish i could remember the title of this town and these people like they got lost and they ended up in this small town they went to ask for directions and everyone just kind of gave them the runaround and then basically they were all murdered in this town but the whole town knew this one house this guy murdered people and they just covered it up and suppressed it and Kept funneling people to this guy, like the whole town was in on it. Hmm. Like it's it kind of it, like that. Well, I want to. I want before we get too off topic. I do want to say the whole story for the family. Oh yes, yes, yes. So as the story goes, the family uh, there was two daughters, mom, and dad. Uh, they say mobile home, but it's like an RV. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or a camper, or whatever you want to call. Uh, they so there are parts of this park that are very remote. You can camp at. Okay. So they picked one of these. Uh, there's not just like, uh, when we think about like hawking, how there's a main campground and that's it. Mm-hmm. There's pieces you can go out and count. Like, uh, you've never been, but Burr Oak Lake, you know how there's all these little, there's tons of like little pull-offs that have 10 campsites. Okay. And that's it. Yeah. And then there's just, you know, they're random. They're all by themselves. Yeah. So they had picked one of these kind of deals. 
Uh, the first night they reported to the ranger, they had, uh, what they assumed were black bears or something like that, getting close to the cabin, or not the cabin, the RV and, you know, getting in the trash and stuff like that. The second night they heard the howls and all kinds of stuff, called it in. Nobody took them seriously. They just assumed it was just natural. The third night is when they probably overstayed their warning. And the chaos ensued. Yeah, no, the horrific scene happened. Uh... Without, I mean, this is, the details I've read are literally innards of the poor little girl in, strung from tree to tree. Good purposely. It, purposely. Yeah, like it was decoration. A warning. Yeah. Of that I really feel that these creatures for this, I do feel this story happened. I do feel it was covered up. And I don't know if it's just covered up because uh, literally the brutality yeah. is a good one. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't just three people died. People die in state parks all the time. Some poor man just died in Conkles Hollow uh, two days ago. Really? From yeah. around this area. That's one of our Bigfoot no research areas. Yeah, we were just there last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just chased something off a cliff on accident. He just went. Wow. Uh, so people die. Yeah. I think this one was covered up for the horrendousness of it. You're right. Uh, the visual scene. So basically, the third day, uh, they, they were supposed to be leaving. And nobody checked out. So mm. a park ranger drove down there and found it, called it in, you know. And then once the, you know, actual police and stuff got involved, mm-hmm. it, it was a story posted and then immediately retracted. Hmm. Um, I do feel that the the two nights prior were these creatures giving their warnings, if they do, or taunting them even. Yeah. Uh, or pushing their luck. By staying? Yeah. Like... They were testing their boundaries with these people. Oh, oh, gotcha. And the then the third night were... is when they felt brave enough either yeah. way. Or they wanted them out of there. And that's the difference I really feel between Dogman and Bigfoot when we talk about the Bigfoot is just as capable of doing this to you as a Dogman is. Mm-hmm. I do think it's rarer. Uh, uh, I wonder I, if it was a full moon that night, too. It could be or something like that. I, I just think that they were in this area for some reason. And they wanted these people out of there. And I feel like most of the time, people leave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like they may have got agitated that it wasn't working. Yeah. Well, it, especially if you don't know what it, what it is out there. Like, oh, so a is making noise. You're not going to be like... And as far as I understand from the story, these were not uh, country people. These yeah. were city people that were just on a family vacation. And they probably, you know, they didn't, didn't know. Right, yeah. Whether or not me, you, or you know, Emily, we know what... A lot of the sounds of the woods versus what we don't know. Right. We already kind of live in the woods to some yeah. extent or have. And... You know what a wolf is. You know like what a bear sounds like or what animals in the trash. And then you know what that that's not a bear. <laughs> yeah. You know when something's not one of those mm-hmm. things. And that's when you start skedaddling. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. What are your thoughts about the... Is there more or... That's... That's that story. We're going to talk about some stuff still. We still got some stuff to talk okay. about. Did all four, there was four people there and they all four died? Yes. All four got massacred. As far as I understand, the three were in the trailer and it looked just like they went through a blender. So this thing came inside the trailer. Or several of them. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And the mom and dad were in the front and the little the oldest girl was in the back and they took the youngest girl and that's who they spread through the trees. Hmm. Wonder if she was outside or something, or if they drug her out. And I, I think knows. it was purposeful. Oh yeah, for I mean, sure. I think it was, they were going to do it whether she was inside, outside. Oh yes, as a warning. 
Uh, I believe the dad was his skull was completely flattened. Man. Uh, and one of the or one of the reports before it got covered up was he's claimed impossible for a human. Yeah, uh, which isn't true. Humans are capable of just as much brutality. Oh, for sure. But it would be very intense for a whole family to go by this kind of situation. Right. By a person. Sorry. That's okay. Well, so what do you anything? Um, I mean it's pretty brutal. Um, brutal, not brutal. That's okay. Um, but man, I just picture it in my head. Glad I wasn't there for that on that night. And this is why they are the scariest scripted to me. I don't want anything to do with them. I don't want everyone to see one. Uh, and every story about them, they're nasty, mean, and I think a lot of people get off lucky. Oh, for sure. I think these creatures will turn to this type of stuff very fast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, just, I agree with that. I think we don't hear about it as much. Because they don't come back. And, I mean... We hear about a lot of Bigfoot charges because the people survive. Exactly. Well, yeah, the, the people don't come back to tell the story. Right. Yeah. And anyone that finds it might be suppressed like this. I mean... I mean, we have tons of... We talked about before, tons of disappearances in National Forest, Missing 411. They just may be people running into certain types of creatures like this that just... Scoop you up. I mean, they don't tolerate nothing in their territory. And... A thing I've talked to a couple of Bigfoot researchers, and I we I know there's a couple different Bigfoot researchers listening to the show, so this may be wrong in according to who you talk to. Mm-hmm. Very opinionated Bigfoot researchers. That Bigfoot actively avoid this area. Yeah, there's no Bigfoot in the land between the lakes. Mm-hmm. I wonder and there's why. There's a lot of Bigfooters that uh, believe that they just avoid the Dogman purposely, because uh, they obviously, obviously they don't like him either. Right. Yeah. Um, Dogman territory. And I think that it may be accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Bigfooters have gone out there and tried to find Bigfoot, assuming that these are just brutal Bigfoot attacks and haven't found any of what they consider classic Bigfoot signs. Right, yeah. Um, have, wait, what? Have we ever heard from anyone, I know, seeing anything in this area ever? Mm-mm. Okay. It's hard to remember, you know, all the people we run into nowadays. Mm-hmm. We get a lot of emails now. Especially from this Sort of area yeah, of our yeah, country, no, Ohio, definitely, Kentucky, definitely. Indiana, West, West Virginia. West Virginia, that's our our area, Michigan. Yep, Michigan, a lot even Pennsylvania a little bit. And so back to, that's one of the next things I wanted to talk about, uh, the Michigan Dogman. Yeah. Um, Steve Cook did the song and stuff like that, which is not true. Almost all of the encounters in there were made up for the song lyrics. He admitted it. He didn't, he never pretended to be real. That it was anything but that. Yeah, yeah. He did it for Halloween. Uh, he was a DJ. He's just making He just made a cool song story. about a local legend. Yeah. And it did... People grabbed a hold of it and considered it true folklore. Mm-hmm. Um, but we hear these same stories in Michigan of these things just being nasty. Murderers, basically. <laughs> and one of our research areas we're looking into this year are the Manistee National Forest in Michigan. And part of that is dogman territory, as far as some researchers are concerned. And if you look at what people say, quote unquote, Bigfoot activity is in those dogman areas, it's hyper aggressive. Bigfoot is. With a, I, some of the researchers believe that's just the dogman, and people are misiding uh-huh, big furry okay. creature for big furry creature. Yes. Okay. Uh, because it's not a common Bigfoot thing. Right, to be hyper-aggressive. And even what we talk about, we have an episode coming out soon about uh, potential Bigfoot breeding areas. 
and their reactions to people near those areas are still not on the level that some of these dogman just encounters are. Well, yeah, disemboweling tendencies aren't there for Bigfoot. I mean, as far as we know, you know, like I said, they're not your friendly, Bigfoot is not your friendly forest giant, but they don't, they're not evil. Yeah, I don't as think far so as either. I think, you know, and that's just my opinion. I think they're living creatures. I think they're, you know, pretty intelligent. Mm-hmm. And I do, I do, they will defend themselves. I think they're dangerous, yeah. They will defend themselves if they feel that you're a threat to them or their family unit or their, their habitat. Yep. Hmm. Just like us. Oh, yeah, we're no different. You come in my house, I will shoot you. Yeah, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or, but, or punch you into dust. Mm-hmm. One or the other. But just this area has had such a long history with this thing. Mm-hmm. And it's always been bad. Yeah, it doesn't sound good at all. And uh, I left some of it out, but like when they were building the dams and or not the dams, the uh, lock system for the channels and canals. Yeah. They they had tons of stuff happen. Really. Windows smashed on equipment and all kinds of stuff. And they still persevered and got it done. It's human nature. Yeah, I know it What's is. What's ever stopped us? Nothing really. Earthquakes. Nah. Volcanoes. Nothing. Nope. We were flying the next day after the Iceland volcano. Even the Flint water crisis hasn't stopped us. Mm, that's a whole different bag of cats. <laughs> but uh, so any thoughts before we or yeah just thoughts in general um other than not wanting to see this thing ever actually it would be cool to see it not gonna lie it'd be cool to see it but however not be mutilated but it. not be mutilated or I have it see me i don't think that's the option yeah i know maybe well maybe for like hang gliding over it like a forest or something you got a glimpse of one like sprinting he's through gonna the follow you till you land <laughs> i think once you see them you're 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 doomed you're in a lot of danger yeah uh i think so that's the next question i have for each of you we'll go one by one what do you think the dog man is we've talked about what we kind of think and i don't mean biologically or do you think it's biological do you think it's spiritual do you think it's a mix do you think it's interdimensional oh okay I, that's could, what i mean could be a blend of all but i almost think it's a was a spiritual curse thing that's mm-hmm. lingering but may have it may have become like biological if that even makes sense like to where it's a real thing now to where it's just another creature that's just there it's just what the curse has become now they reproduce and now there's a small population and it's this weird dog man that's dangerous it's okay. i got a grudge on its chip on its shoulder it's ready to gut you i think it's like it was a curse or something that was put on somebody and then the more like they're able to pass it on to so many people in the family kind of like jay was thinking like as in like a werewolf curse on a person yeah and that's what the creature is yes okay just so right understand but i feel like this one compared to like other ones though i feel like this one's more of the grudge holding and that's why these ones are more violent it does Mm -hmm. seem to be there's something a little extra here well probably because they dammed up its river and created these lakes I don't think they care about that. I just think they want death. Well, that too. Because they were killing, like, when we go back to the buffalo stuff. True, they yeah. They were killing just tons of buffalo, and that's nature. Hmm. So these are not, like, what we talked about with Sasquatch kind of being habitat protectors. Yeah, they were just killing them to kill, the, basically. I think they want death. Because they weren't taking the carcasses away or anything. No, or a, lot of, a lot of it talks about the whole buffaloes just being throats ripped out, left alone. Right, yeah. Almost no eating on or nothing like that. That's definitely just a sign. That's not... Or a message being sent. So when we talk about Bigfoot, you know, being habitat protectors, they eat animals, of course. They have mm-hmm. to. 
but they don't go out of their way just to leave giant bloody carcasses around. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Uh, but this seems definitely like... Although I did... Now, oh, uh, never mind. I did hear a story about Bigfoot doing that with deer heads, but... that's Yeah, that's a little different. That's like, still that's, different. There's a skull. Yeah. That's... Oh, no, actually... A like whole head. Severed well, heads. Well, still, that's not food part of the deer. Right, right. That could be the remains of a meal and using it as a warning. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, something you won't mistake. Not a whole... 3,000-pound buffalo. Just dead. I don't know. Bent over, gut mm-hmm. pouring out. What are your thoughts? Um, I definitely think it's spiritual in nature. I think they may have a little bit of a physical form, is what we see. Mm-hmm. But I do feel if you shoot this thing, it's not going to do nothing. Yeah. I, uh, which means I, I lean towards more of the demonic curse like you guys. It's the same kind of collusion we came with the Beast of Bray Road. A land curse or something like mm-hmm. that. I do think it's more of a land curse on the area, not on a person. Uh, doesn't mean it's not, you know, but I think this is more something happened in this area that we're not getting the full picture on. Yeah. And it's a scarred land for something. Something happened here, and there's some kind of curse there, and these things just roam. There's things like that I would like to know how it works. Like, what if a whole population was, like, taken out or whatever, and, like, the last person that was, like, dying put a curse on Yeah, there could be something like that. That's what I'm getting at. It could be a story we don't know. Because we don't know a lot of the stories that get covered up from the massacres that people have done way even before we were here. We We did plenty of massacres, don't get me wrong. We don't even know the whole story of massacres that happened in our lifetimes that we've, you know... So, I mean, Native Americans killing Native Americans, they did that forever before we got here. Mm -hmm. And we just, you know, were the big one. But there could have been tribes fighting tribes. That happened a lot. Could have been pygmies fighting pygmies. You never Mm -hmm. know. Mountain men fighting goat men. There could be. (laughs) But I definitely, I I lean towards uh, demonic or spiritual being. Yeah. Just the attitude. But... The whole disregard to nature, it seems, because they seem to just kill to kill. Right. Yeah. It's not like a natural mm-hmm. thing. They're not. They're not filling a void in they're in not nature or mm-hmm. others to flourish on the land. Right. Yeah. They're just. That's there what. To yeah. Kill. Yeah. It's something like we. I think we've all kind of just said that the, the uh, some kind of curse mm-hmm. or some kind of thing that's preventing the land from prospering as well as it could. Right. Yeah. Because it seems like every time, every through the last three hundred years, every time this land gets back on this area gets back on its feet, it gets knocked down again. You think? Uh, what do you think? Do you think it's on its feet right now? I think it's trying. I think the government's putting a lot of money in to keep this park open. Hmm. And I know a lot of bigfooters that won't go there. I wonder how long before something happens again. It, it, you would never know. Could be, or it could be happening. Maybe we should go down there and investigate no. this area. <laughs> I knew what you'd say that immediately before I even finished that sentence. You just stay in the Volkswagen bus car. No, because they almost got got. And I, I know. But um, I'll, I'll Did you take not hear some... the part of the story where the, 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 the it was holding them still for a second? Holding them still? What do you mean? Oh, I guess I mean oh, the, the, the bus. It, they were literally. It was holding the Volkswagen Beetle still. All right, we'll get a bigger. We get a bigger vehicle. We need to get one of the storm chaser vehicles. Well, shoot, I know a guy that's building a tank. Let's get him. There you go. Is mm, he going to go to town hall? Yeah, we'll just... No, not that guy. Okay. No, we'll just build... We'll ride a tank in there. We'll just camp out inside and... So, our good friend Pear. Yes. He sent us... Or he has that podcast he did a couple episodes on. 
And there's a story in Sweden that sounds super similar to this mm, from a dog man that uh, mutilated a couple girls. Maybe if we could get, you know, anyone we can get on to like talk about that story with. I'm trying to get him. I know. We're t- I'm talking about you, pair, 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 pair. Paradise. All right. <laughs> All right. I think that's it. Yes. There we go. <laughs> For the beast between the la- the land between the lakes. This is a fun one. This was this a spooky, is, uh, scary this one. This is yeah. This is the one I. This is one of the darker ones. Yeah, that's why I don't talk about it as much. Is because, but this is why I don't like Dogman. Yeah, it's just one of those things that just I think that every time, if you investigate like some of the people we have on our page investigate Dogman heavily, mm-hmm. and I don't know their full thoughts on it. Yeah, but to me, it's something that. It's a lot different than a Bigfoot. And it, it's just as fascinating, but it's... Oh, yeah. No, that's it's definitely worth the investigation. Oh, yeah. There's something there, obviously. It tickles that little part of your brain that just Not wonders what is, what's going on here. My, and we've talked about this several times. My cutoff is if I think I could shoot, shoot it yeah. and damage it, <laughs> then I'll investigate. <laughs> yeah. If I can't... If you can't fish for it and you can't shoot it and damage it, I ain't touching it. Because there's all, like, the skinwalkers and stuff like that where they're blowing little chunks of fur off them. And nothing They're still... They they don't even care. They don't react. I also wonder, too... uh, How long... Are we good? We're good. We can keep talking. Like, you know, like Bigfoot, even dogmen, they're usually described as their muscle features being just these hulking beasts. Mm -hmm. I wonder if they have, like, really dense muscle fiber. If, like, a bullet just literally can't penetrate it. If it's just so tight and dense. I mean, who knows? I don't think so. Depending on some of the firearms I've heard shot at them. Yeah. Because I've heard Bigfoot being dropped. I've heard that too. And I heard Dogman being shot by like 308s and stuff like that. And not nothing. Yeah, I've shot a 308 through the bottom of a, of a dryer. Yeah, 308's no joke. You're going to you're or, gonna hit Oregon. 223? A 308 will go into an elephant. Okay, that's into even bigger, the, ain't yeah. it? Oh yeah, duh. Yeah, that's that's a significant shot uh, being fired into. It. I don't know. It's just a thought, though. I know, but it just I think that's just just not there. Yeah, there's just you know they have maybe a physical glove they wear, just like a like a cl- not a cloak, but just like, a just a costume almost to parade o- around in on this plane. An aura of protection. Oh sure, something like that. But yeah, <laughs> huh? I don't know. Because I think we talked about Bigfoot maybe having different bone structure before, right? Yeah, We're, yeah, their thicker. rib cage may be a little different and stuff, and that's yeah. why being shot in the chest isn't as effective. But I, all the Bigfoot I've heard being killed have been shot in the face. Right, yeah. Right Every one head. of them I've heard in the face, not even the head. Right in the face. Mm-hmm, because that's the, their weakest part of your skull. Hmm. True, yeah. Interesting. The back of your skull and the top of your skull are really, really strong. I will never shoot a Bigfoot. I, I mean, if it's trying to eat me, that's a little different. Well, yeah. Uh, Self-defense, I, I would. I won't shoot a Bigfoot to shoot a Bigfoot. Exactly. But I will shoot at a dog man to shoot at a dog. No, I wouldn't. I would run. I would light it up for the last... Because you're going to die anyway. Yeah, so you're true. Not running Go out guns a-blazing. All right. Emily has left us. Uh, once again, congratulations, Daphne, for winning. Yeah. Uh, we'll start the next uh, giveaway May 31st. Uh, we may be adding another expo. Ooh. And Stay August. Tuned. Stay I haven't t- talked to Jay about it yet. This is the first time he's hearing about it. Yep, so stay tuned, me included. <laughs> All right, I've been the mysterious Justin. And I've been the infamous Jay. And we'll catch you next week as we guide you through uh, the mountain pass. That's what we're doing next week. Oh, okay. Uh, so we're going to go looking in the lakes up in the upper mountains of Northern California.
fun. Yeah, this is where we're going. <laughs> All right. You've been listening to Cryptids of the Corn. Be sure to join us in the next episode where we tantalize your intellect and expand the horizons of your mind. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we really appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Until then, stay magical. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.